Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to Chat Noir, Mystery and Suspense. I'm your host, Linda Kozar, and the theme of tonight's show is casket say, which if you speak a little French, the phrase is casket say, which means what is that? The that in tonight's show, casket. And we're going to be talking all about custom caskets. Um, Trey Ganim has been designing unique custom caskets for almost a quarter of a century in Edna, Texas. He's designed thousands of caskets since he began for adults and children, sports stars, celebrities, and recently for victims of the tragedy in Sutherland Springs, Texas. Um, he, Trey Gannon brings, um, he adds life to the funeral world with this dream, and he began uh, while working as a hunting guide and providing taxidermy services out of the garage of his home in Victoria, Texas. Trey thought about his own funeral, not who would be there or what they would say, but about what his casket would look like. We're going to ask him all about that. (laughs) He thought about uh, that plain metal box and knew that he wanted more. He imagined the casket customized to represent his life and thought about something outside the box. He asked himself, what could I do to really make my casket represent my life? Welcome to the show, Trey. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about what you do because it's so unique. It's yep. so interesting. It is. Um, it is very unique, uh, very interesting in, in in what we do and why we do it. And and you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, it's like, how did you come up with this, or why why would I want that? And so there's lots of lots of questions. Lots of people interested but not knowing, and I believe that's what we're talking tonight. Well, right, right. Now, um, you know, my first question for you, uh, well, I have a couple just out of your introduction, <laughs> but um, okay. when you, do you recall some, you had some sort of epiphany in your you know, when you're doing taxidermy in your garage, you know, thinking, I mean, I don't imagine many people sit there and think about, hmm, what will my coffin look like? What will my casket look like? Um, <laughs> so how did you, how did you get that thought? I mean, was there, was there some kind of situation well, that brought you to that? There, there was, there was a big situation and, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty young and uh, one of my friends passed away and I went to the service and I'm sitting there looking at that going, why is he in that? You know, this was a young guy that we hunted together and, you know, we sat around mm-hmm. the campfire and, you know, just enjoying the time and, and outside and, you know, everything. And, and I'm looking at that and going, is there a law against doing something that would represent his life, like deer skin interior? You know, because I was in a taxidermy and stuff like that. I'm thinking, man, I could make that really awesome and would bring back the stories of like, Okay, do you remember when he shot that deer and we had to go get it before the neighbors came? You know, kind of to bring back everything he loved to do and and the funny stories because that's what he was about. And I'm thinking, I do not want a box like that. I want a casket that would represent me and, you know, what people remembered me by. So those were the first things, and and, and that's 24, almost 25 years ago. where, where this well, that's started a creative from. mind. <laughs> that's a creative mind at work, you know, thinking, how could I embellish this task? It's not just embellishing it, though. It's really, it's really, you know, redesigning it, right? You know, the whole it, thing. It is. It's, 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 it's reinventing the wheel and changing something that hasn't been changed in over 100 years. You know, the, the, the casket, and, and I call them caskets, and I'll tell you why. 
a lot of people yes, say coffins. I want to know. See, I know the difference because I'm a mystery writer, but not everybody does. Yeah. So, yes, do you explain the difference between coffins and caskets. So coffins are like vampires and, you know, old stuff. And, and a casket, if you look up the definition of casket, it is a box for fine jewels. And that's exactly what it is. So it's almost one of those things when people say coffin, I'm like, you know, it's casket. Um, and that's <laughs> one of those things. It's just kind of a, a quirky thing that I that I have. But um, – you know, and and the and the funny thing is that you know I met my wife over 20 years ago and told her that hey I want to do caskets and she's like, okay weirdo that's, that's strange why would you want to do that and you know I get that response <laughs> a lot until I actually tell them the stories and you know I, I never had a clue on when I had this so many years ago how much it would actually help a family you know I just wanted something that would you know, spark the stories in the interest of things instead of just, you know, it's it's a decoration. That's not what it is. There's so much more. And my slogan is letting souls shine. And that's exactly what we do here at Trey Gannon Design. Mm, that's so neat. Well, you know, um, like I said, I knew the difference between coffins and caskets, but coffins more shape your body too, right? Because um, caskets yeah. are more like a box. But, but right. well, coffins shape the person's uh, body. You know, they're wider at the top and, yeah. they, and they narrow down. They're tapered, um, yeah, they're tapered and all yeah, of that. Yeah, they're tapered mm -hmm. down. Yeah. yeah, and, um, well, in fact, one of my mysteries is called a tisket a casket, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I got it right. I got it right. Okay, so we have, we have a caller, um, uh, Danelle Woody. And, Danelle, do you have a question for Trey? Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you, girl. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So what is the, okay, what's the hardest casket you ever did? The One hardest? You barely finished, like the 11th hour. Um, you know, there's been a couple like that, and I'll give you a couple of different scenarios on, you know, when people say what's the hardest casket you did mm -hmm. or what's the one that touched me the most. So there's a couple of yeah. different ones. The hardest one we did, yeah, so so the hardest one we did was, okay, I got a phone call Tuesday afternoon, like 2 p.m., and it was a funeral director out of Chicago. Oh, wow. uh, I have a family here that wants a clear casket, and I'm like, Ooh, clear? okay, clear, oh, wow. um, oh. and, and, and we need it by Friday morning, okay? The, like the viewing, Snow White? The, the like viewing, Snow White? Like Snow White, oh. yes. Um, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't do those, but I, I can do anything. I said, let me make a couple of phone calls. And okay. she goes, I don't care what it costs. I just need this casket, and I need it here Friday. Well, this is Tuesday evening. So that means, you know, I've got to figure out how to build this thing. I have okay. to figure out what kind of material I'm going to use. So I got on the phone with a couple of my suppliers and things and, and ended up coming up with the Lexan that was half inch thick. It's actually bulletproof. Um, and I told them I needed, and I'm, I had my measurements. I said, I need these cut, this piece, this piece, this piece. Well, they're six hours away from me. This is Tuesday mm -hmm. night. I have to have this wow. on an airplane Thursday to get there Friday. So oh, wow. I get off the phone. They said they will have it ready by noon. And um, I put a driver in a truck. I sent him six hours away um, to pick up the cut pieces. Well, while he's picking up these cut pieces, we are welding and fabricating the frame to put these in. Um, uh, you know, and it's kind of a how did crazy you thing. Frame, because though? If it's going to be clear, what did you make the frame out of? Well, well, the ends, what we did was we painted a really pretty uh, pearl white. Oh, and it was wow. half inch, oh, wow. half inch metal around the edges, oh, wow. you know, so around the edges, because, you know, what I'm thinking is when you pick this thing up, I don't want the bottom to fall out, of course. Right. You know, I, I want it to no. be secure, stable. No. <laughs> um, and and so we put this uh, thing, you know, I've got it welded, fabricated. Well, the guy gets yeah. back Wednesday evening about 8 p.m., okay? Oh, it has wow. to be at the airport the next day. By 1 p.m., or it doesn't make the flight. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So we actually, I mean, we worked all through the night, and about 4.30 in the morning, 
I, I had to get a couple hours of sleep and, and knowing that, you know, I had three hours left on the casket, but I just, I mean, I was so wore out, so stressed and, you know, everything has to be perfect because you can't redo this. And so we worked, worked, mm-hmm. I took a nap, came back, we got it together. I put the box together. I mean, it was fantastic. We oh had it in the God. crate. We put it in <laughs> the dually. My driver left at 1045, which is a two-hour drive to go to the airport from where we are. Yeah. Oh, my God! He gets to the airport. Uh. He gets to the airport, and he's five minutes past deadline. Oh. Um, they, they will not take the casket. Well, he calls me and he's like, man, traffic, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, start driving. We drove that casket. He drove all night to get this casket to Chicago. Um, So he left at one and he was there the next day. uh, And we made the deadline, but we actually had to actually drive that casket to from Austin, Texas, all the way to Chicago. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, So so when you ask about deadlines, no pun intended, that was a deadline. Um, But we made it. You know, we made it. I can't imagine a clear casket. Um, It's actually on our website. You can look at it. It's really, uh, uh, and everybody says that's the Cinderella casket. Uh, And the funny thing was that it was ironic because, you know, it was bulletproof. Well, the young man that was shot was shot and uh, by a drive-by, you know, mistaken identity, and he ended up getting shot. So not only was it clear, but now it's bulletproof. Uh, So that was something that was pretty unique. Um, and ironic at the same time. Now, this is a good opportunity to tell people if they want to go take a look at that casket and so many others to go to TreyGanumDesigns at gmail.com. And Trey is T-R-E-Y and then G-A-N-E-M Designs um, at gmail.com. So um, they can go check that out. I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'm going to tell you to go to actually our Facebook page because uh, our website's TreyGanumDesigns.com. Um, you were given my email address, but our oh, oh, our Facebook, we actually, yeah, our yes, Facebook page is actually <laughs> our Facebook page is actually the one that you need to go to, and it's Trey Ganim Designs, and there's no spaces in between it. T R E Y G A N E M D E S I G N S. Uh, and that's it. There's no spaces in between Trey Ganim Designs. Uh, there's another one that uh, somebody tried to get us an advertising thing, and it's Trey Ganim Custom Caskets. Total different site. This has all of our pictures. It has our stories. It has videos. Um, it is an amazing area that we, we work with. It, you know, kind of the website thing now for us is it's harder for us to go edit and do that on the website when it's so easy to click a button on Facebook or Instagram no, and, and have our stuff there. Right. right. I agree with you on that. Um, I'm finding that that's easier for me too. I agree. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so how, you know, I want to go back to the beginning too. Um, I forgot to ask you about taxidermy. When you started in taxidermy, was that kind of a transitional thing? You know, like, um, I mean, it's 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 kind of dealing with you know deceased you know deceased animals and stuff, yeah, and, sure, sure. but then um, transitioning from there, like you mentioned, uh, you know, adding deer skin, you know, to the inside right. of a, a casket, you know, I mean, did that just seem to flow? Well, let me tell you how the, all of this started. And it started back in junior high when I wanted to meet girls, and I went and I did homemaking <laughs> class, so I learned how to sew. <laughs> and so I learned how to sew and I thought it would be an easy class. I learned how to cook and sew so I could cook for the girls and, and so and, and it's funny when my wife met me, she was like, are you sure you want to date me because you sewed your curtains and your house is decorated? And I'm like, yeah, I just have that artistic ability. But yeah, it started in junior high. And then, you know, after that, my dad bought me this really raggedy car, which I really wish I had right now. It was a 69 Mustang. Um, but it was oh, a piece, wow. you know, I mean, it was all beat up and needed paint and needed this. And so how better to learn paint fabrication, 
than to try to fix your own car. And I hung out with some guys at our church that were, you know, old motorheads, and that's all they did was hot rod cars and drag racing and, you know, things like that. So when I started in junior high learning how to sew, then I go and learn how to paint, learn how to do fabrication, learn how to put things together, um, then got out of that and loved hunting, went into taxidermy. I'm one of those guys that can actually watch you do something, I can do it. Um, and so I just started doing taxidermy, this, building cars, painting, uh, upholstery. And while I was in high school, I did car stereos and, you know, I had to build boxes for vehicles and wire them. And so I have a very rounded um, wow. uh, skill culture, I guess you'd say. But, um, wow. you know, and it just took off from there. Um, well, it looks like we have another caller who might have a question. Hi, hi, caller. Did you have a question or a comment for Trey, or did you just want to listen in? No, I have a, I have Hello? a question. Oh, Can awesome. You hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, this is Christy, and I was just wanting to know. You were talking about like your most difficult casket that you had to do as far as yes. deadlines, but which one has touched your heart more than any other one well that would be my buddy uh parker he uh, whenever i started this business you know he was military mm-hmm. he came to the shop and he would be there uh two three four o'clock in the morning with me because when this started it was just me uh it was my dream it was my vision to help others and do this and you know, he had just came back from the military and um, he didn't have a lot of work. And um, he's like, anything I can do to help you, I believe in this. I want to help. So, you know, whether it was handing me stuff, picking up stuff off the floor, this, that, and the other, you know, he was there for me. He was my go-to guy on deliveries. Um, and, it, and it, you know, he was, we did motorcycle rides together, stuff like that. And then he was actually killed by his girlfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's a phone call I never wanted. Um, and so, you know, he, he designed a casket for us and it was honor the dead and protect the living. Uh, we did an American flag across the top and it was gray and black. And it was something that he was passionate about. He believed in me. He believed in what we stood for and how we help families. And, you know, that one really, and I'm tearing up right now because I mean, it's just, it's hard to get that phone call and to know now that I'm doing a casket for him. And this wow. is the guy that helped me start this business. And, wow. you know, I did the most amazing American flag distressed casket for him. I did his tattoos. Uh, yeah. Mm. Across the front of that. And, you know, I couldn't stop. I'm like, I got this. This is something I have to do because my son helps me and all that. And when I finished that casket, and I worked on it until I, till I was done. And me and my wife went and sat down at the restaurant down the street, and I just wanted a drink to relax. It hit me so hard because there was nothing else that I could do for him. So, yeah. you know, I do get involved in, in the families that, that, that I, 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 I get to know them. Uh, I yeah. hear about their loved one. I feel like I'm part of the family. But this one was my family. He was my you know, like I said, he I'd call him in the middle of the night, hey, dude, I need this casket delivered tomorrow, but it's a 12-hour drive. He didn't care. He would jump right in, run right over, and, and take that casket and make sure it got there. Whatever it took, he did it. If he slept in the truck for two hours and then finished the drive, he did it. And so that was my hardest casket. Wow. wow. Well, that's mm-hmm. touching well, you story. amazing work. Well, thank you. Um, you know, that that's it's just been really, you know, it's, this is amazing blessing to be able to help families, you know, and, and I know firsthand how it, how it helps, how to, to do the first kid's casket was another one. that was really hard for me and my wife uh, because when mm-hmm. I started this, I didn't want to do kids. I wanted to do people who've lived their life. I wanted people, you know, mm-hmm. that stood, you know, and had all this stuff. And then I got a phone call from a friend of mine and he said, um, my grandson passed away, and I don't care what it costs. He loved Ninja Turtles. Can you do something Ninja Turtle, you know, theme for him? And I'm like, you bet. And I was actually um, out of the country when he made the phone call. I was actually in, in Cabo on vacation. But 
He said he needed it, you know, by Monday, and this was Friday. Well, I was flying in Saturday, so I knew I could have it done. And my wife hadn't been on any of the, the, the calls with me or, or out anywhere. And so I called my, my guys that, you know, had caskets for kids. I said, I need a casket. He actually met me at the airport. It was Friday uh, evening. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, where am I going to find something Ninja Turtle? And this was almost October. Um, and so I just called the card and uh, party factory out of Houston. And I was like, Hey, I said, this is what's going on. This is what I do. And the manager said, you know, we, we we're closed, but he said, if, if you'll be here within 30 minutes, I'll open up. He says, I have our stuff in the back that we just got in for, you know, basically Halloween stuff. He says, come on in and, and let's see what we can come up with. He didn't charge me anything. He gave me this stuff. Um, so oh, Saturday I built this casket. I did a Ninja Turtle theme, did the top like a turtle shell. Um, it was amazing. Uh, did the, the staff on top of it, painted the colors, and, and it's on my website. You'll be able to look at it. Yeah, I saw But his, 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 his I, I name is Carson. Yeah, and so, yeah I was, I was so, just looking to ask you, was his name Carson? <laughs> yeah, it was Carson. Yeah. So, and, and so me and my wife were like on the way to drop this off, and, and um, they hadn't seen it. And I'm thinking, this was my first kid's casket. So I'm like, did I do too much? Is it going to be too gaudy? Is it not enough? You know, it was like she's a nervous wreck. I'm kind of, you know, nervous. And I'm like, you know what? I need to stop at the store. And there's some God stuff here that happens uh, at Walmart and see if I can find, you know, maybe something to cover it. So when we pull it out, it's not, you know, they don't see it. We can uncover it, unveil it for them. And I went into Walmart. I say, hey, do y'all have any Ninja Turtle blankets? No, we don't have any, sir. You know, those have been sold out for a while or whatever. And so I'm walking back and I'm like, man, I wish I'd just had something. And I look down on the floor in the Tupperware aisle, which is funny. And there's a blanket rolled up on the ground, and I pick it up, and it's Ninja Turtle. Uh, And I'm like, of of course it is, you know? So I take it up front, and I'm like, hey, look, this was on the floor. I was like, and there's no price on it. The lady said, how about three bucks? I'm like, perfect. It covers the casket. Um, We deliver it to the funeral home. The grandfather's there, and we pull it out. It's covered. Uh, Wheel it inside, open it up, and he's just like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, you have to stay here tonight to meet the mom and dad. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be here for visitation to see that little boy in that Mm -hmm. casket. And, you know, it was, so we went, we went, we had some, uh, a lunch at, at Chili's and we went back and when we went back, they had that little boy in his karate outfit. It looked like he was smiling. And when I walked in, I was not like, it was like beautiful. And so we stood outside the door, and all his little buddies came in and were like, ooh, cool, Mom, look at that, instead of, why is Carson in that? And they, people were coming out and just thanking me, and I'm like, I didn't know what to do. It, it humbles me because I think that, you know, what I do, everybody should do. So it's not like something that I'm going out of my way to do. It's, I tell everybody it's not my art, it's my heart. Um, well, you and, know, and, those children's caskets that you do are so – touching and you have pictures of the the children with their caskets you know yeah um that it's just heart-wrenching it really is but you do you i mean it's such a great thing yeah and you Um, you have another question um go on hello yeah i'm here um you introduced me to rowan okay and uh that little boy was something special. So yes, uh, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but right. thank you for for introing him to my life. Um, Rowan was a beautiful. Really yes, he was a beautiful old soul. And so let me tell you how I got in touch with Rowan. Um, there was a little girl called Jaylene, and she had a thing called Jaylene's Journey. Okay. Yep. Uh, I know. Her casket is on. Her casket's on there. So the, yeah. when I I went and actually sat with Jaylene, I took my lemur. Uh, she fed him marshmallows. Um, it was pretty amazing. I donated Wait, the casket to Jaylene. I had two lemurs. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> I have Pablo and pictures, Linda, of them. 
<laughs> okay. So the, 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 the cool thing was we went to Jaylene's house and, and uh, she wanted to meet my lemur. Uh, her mom told her, you know, and she, she knew why, why I was there. Um, but she also knew that she was going to pass. So the thing is, is when I went there, um, Rowan and her were friends and that's how we got introduced to Rowan. But I donated that casket to that little girl. And when I dropped that casket off after she passed, which was hard because I met her and hung out with them and the family, um, her mom handed me an envelope and that envelope had just enough to pay for a casket. Okay. Just the casket. And she said, Jaylene wants somebody to have something special like hers. And she said, you have to take this. And I'm like, wow. You know, um, I get back two weeks later, a friend of hers that she was in cancer treatment with, his name is Julian. Uh, his dad was an officer in San Antonio, passed away. Mm -hmm. And the family called and Jaylene paid for his casket. Oh, that was so awesome. But not only that, Rowan had a gift. And anybody who knew Rowan um, yes. know, knew that, that Rowan was a special person. Uh, he saw things. He, he saw the angels with um, Jaylene uh, before she yeah. passed. And, and, and it was amazing. And, and I kind of had that gift um, quite often. Um, I'm, I'm able to help families through, you know, traumatic times and give them, you know, peace of knowing who they're with and things like that. And that's, you know, I'm sure that's a whole nother show, but it's something that's just, it's touched me. And, and I guess you would say that it's my awakening. And since I've had, um, since I've been doing the caskets in the past four years, it is just, God's opened that door for me where it's like none other. Um, and, and I don't even, I can't explain, you know, what we have. Typically I'll, I'll know what we're going to be doing before I get the phone call. And it really freaks my wife out. So. Wow. Well, I have a question. Yeah, I remember um, Rowan, people... um, I'm sorry. Oh, Linda. wait, I, I, um, I have Rowan... a question. Uh, go on. Finish. <laughs> Ask your question. No, go ahead, Christy. Okay, sorry. It's it's like I'm getting a really bad echo. <laughs> I think we're talking at the oh, okay. same time. I apologize. Um, <laughs> he had a gift. He saw her with short hair, correct? Yes. And he had never seen her with hair. Right. Oh. Yeah. Rowan. Okay, Rowan now, was was amazing. Go ahead, girl. Okay. So so um, so the question I was going to ask is, uh, and sometimes if there's an echo, it might be because. Um, you know, just uh, you have to phone on speaker. Yeah, speaker phone usually does that. But um, now, do people request to be buried with certain items, like favorite items? Well, uh, you know, yes. Um, I've had some special things happen, and and not even the funeral homes know what we do. You know, on on my end because. The family said, hey, look, my mom wants to be buried with this jewelry, but I don't want anybody to know. And so what we do is we make a mm -hmm. secret compartment that's underneath there. It is in there. Nobody knows. Mom goes with her stuff. And and but, um, yeah, there there's there's a lot of unique things that happen. There's a lot of things mm -hmm. that we do in the uh, funeral industry as far as cremation and things like that, that, that people have no clue that's even available. Well, yeah, because you oh, well, well. First, I, I want to get into talking about, um, you know, how how you decided to custom design uh, caskets, kind of like detailing cars, like you know, doing cars. But but you do um, you do uh, special things for people who are cremated. You know, you do sort of urns, but I don't want to call them urns. What what do you call them? You know, because no, they sure they are detailed. No, they are. We call okay. them urns. Um, but there's, there's okay. so many okay. different things that you can do with, um, you know, cremation remains. Um, you know, there's mm -hmm. a license plate frame that people that ride Harleys, if they're going to go on a ride, you can open this little piece and it just trickles out along the whole ride. Or, you know, if you were a hunter, we actually can put your cremation urns inside the bullets and you can take your buddy on the last hunt with you or your dad or your no. son, you know, dad. Uh -uh. Yes. 
wait a minute. Wait. Did, yeah, you, say, did you say that you can actually trickle out the ashes as you're as you're uh, riding your Harley? You know, yes. really? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, my goodness! There's, uh, I don't want to laugh, but it just seems it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, they they get to go on the last ride with you. Um, and you know something else that's wow. really cool that we offer that we offer down here, which has been, you know, very touching to me and, and probably one of my emotion my most emotional rides that I've been is we have two dually hearse um, that we actually take people in. It's a, it's a you know a 2015 yeah. dually uh, solid white. It's lowered, mm-hmm. um, and and what's cool is you know if your best friends or your pallbearers or whoever your pallbearers are. They get to go with you on your last uh-huh. ride, you know, in the vehicle with oh, you. Oh wow! And so I was—that's cool. I was taking a young boy. Yeah, it's amazing. I was taking a young boy that passed away not uh, not far from here. His name was Hunter. Um, down, he lived in uh, Matagorda area, and they said, "Hey, uh, we want to know when you're coming through town, and um, we are going to let the whole school out and stand on the side of the road if you'll drive in front of the school." Well, I'm thinking, oh. yeah, that'd be cool, you know? So yeah. I turn the corner, and I'm listening to, to KSBJ, uh, and I tell you what, when I turn that corner, if I can only imagine came on, and when I drove oh. in front of that school, girl, the, all, <laughs> the whole school was out. I had my flashing lights going, Hunter in the back oh. of the truck. I was sobbing like a baby and i didn't even know where i was going after i left the school i had to like pull over on the side of the road and like get my composure because i'm like okay i don't even know where the church is at where i'm going but it was the most amazing thing to drive down there to see all of the classmates all of the people in that school out that couldn't leave school to go to the service but they had i mean it was just that's amazing. So touching to me, wow. and and, yeah. and awesome at the same time. I was just, uh, I mean, I was beside myself in 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 a good way. Wow, that's just amazing. Well, you know, I I want to go back to that question about how you decided to custom paint caskets, kind of like cars. You know, detail them like cars. Because when I think of caskets, I always sort of imagine, you know, the the wooden, you know, caskets. But most mm-hmm. of yours are they metal? Or some wood as well. No, we do some wood, but most of our stuff is metal. And the reason being is because, you know, if if you've been to my site and you've seen the 57 Chevy that looks just like a 57 uh, Chevy Bel Air with the headlights and taillights that work, you (laughs) know, that's metal fabrication. Because that's for me, you know, as a metal fabricator, I've built custom cars for years. Uh, over 20 years, I've built custom Mm -hmm. cars, chopping the top, putting cool paint jobs, you know, wiring them, putting new you know, new headlights, taillights, and stuff like that. And, you know, all these, like I said, were stepping stones for me to get to where I'm at today. Um, And we just did a casket. I mean, we've done quite a few, but the one we did last um, was for a rapper named 50 Pack. Um, And he had his music and CDs and all that. And so we put a stereo in his casket. Um, And HBO did a documentary, Viceland. Um, so at his service, when you came to pay your respects, his casket was playing his music. We had like a PV amp system set up in there with the speakers. And, um, you know, the coolest part about that was at the gravesite, his music was playing as he was getting lowered and it was on until you couldn't hear it anymore. It was just, uh, an amazing thing, but, uh, that's really cool. Wow. Right. <laughs> now, um, so so you, I I was reading about the paint you use. You know, you do the metal, and then you, and then they really have a finish, like a, like an automobile. I mean, really, just yes. a spot on, and uh, and detail work. You know, like I noticed some of the some of the caskets have like flames or what. You know, which yep. if they were into motor, you know, cycles, then you know, I get that, sure. of course. I'm not sure I would want flames. <laughs> I want people to get <laughs> the wrong kinda, idea where I'm know. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, PPG paint, you know, I, I painted custom cars and stuff, and I'm actually on the cover of their Vibrance catalog, and, and they called me the art of originality. Um, we painted this car, metal flake, 
they had it at SEMA, which is in Las Vegas, 12 foot tall on the billboard. And, and you know, you know, they, they gave me a, a mixing paint booth uh, where I can mix any color there is. So if you call me and say, hey, look, I want a fuchsia pink or, a, you know, a lime green. Uh, if if you had a specific car that your dad drove or son drove, you know, anything, I can punch that code in and I can mix that exact color and paint that casket any color you want. And not only that, I can have it to you by the next day anywhere wow. in the United States. Now, wow. I, I have a question. Have you ever been to the Funeral Museum in Houston? And, I, and I'll you know, tell you why. Funny, it's, it's, it's funny that you asked that because his son – uh, talked to me Saturday. Uh, we were doing the Autorama uh, show in Houston, yeah. and he's like, my dad wants to get with you because we need to get a casket of yours in this museum because oh, of what yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. I, am in the, I am in the Museum of Death in New Orleans and actually in uh, Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so I have two caskets actually in museums now, um, and it's it, that was pretty much an honor to me to be able to have that, and then to get asked to go into the, the museum there in Houston uh, was fantastic, also. Well, I, I asked that because there's a collection of of caskets they have there from the country of Ghana, and they're very much into um, getting buried with um, a casket that represents, you know, kind of the same thing, you know, represents uh, what they yes. did in life. Except for there would right. be a giant crab, like an actual giant crab, <laughs> and and the body fits in there, or a, or a fish, or a little a delivery truck, you know. And the, right. I mean, I just sure. thought it was it was fascinating, sort of a take on on what you do. It um, is, and yeah. and the difference between and the difference in between over there and over here is uh, ninety percent of the people have to be put in a vault. Uh, or a concrete liner. So I have dimensions I have to actually stay in to meet the requirements to go in a cemetery. So I know that I have to be 30 inches wide, 27 inches tall, yeah. you know, whatever measurements it is, I have to stay in that realm. So um, if they don't have to go into a liner, of all, then we have full range to do whatever we want. Well, um, have people ever ever requested being buried with their pets or having a um, a casket design for their pets? Hundred percent, all the time. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, we do so we do pet caskets. Um, we do pet caskets, um, and they want to be buried with their pet. Typically, we'll do a, uh, a cremation uh, urn, and then their pet can go with them. Um, when they pass and we can actually do a mount where it stays in there. You know, there's so many different elements that what we have that we can do that you can't go get at the funeral home because the funeral home says, okay, this is the casket we have and that's it. Um, with me, it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah, we can do that. Um, what do you want in it? Of course, you know, um, I have one that's rhinestones across the whole thing. Uh, you know, that's our, that's our diamonds are forever casket. And it's a beautiful casket. And that casket's actually made after Teresa Caputo. Um, if y'all know who she is, the Long Island medium, I met with her and, and we visited for oh. over an hour and a half. Um, because, wow. you know, she, she knows I have the gift. I know, she, you know, of course she does, but she's like, you, sir, have the gift like me. And she read me and my wife and she's like, okay, I need to talk to y'all more. We're going to talk after the show. So we went in and, and visited with her. She goes, I want one full of, you know, bling over the whole thing. And so, that's actually the one that so we built, and I it? thought I was like, "Yeah, that's your casket, girl. You bet." <laughs> oh, so, but, so um, that's her. Know. I mean, that seems to fit her, and you know, because she is kind of blingy, you know, so that does seem to fit. Yeah, um, yeah it, well, it does, and I hope it's not for her, but it's just one that was designed around her. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it it fits her. I mean, in a way, so I, I think you know, yeah. why not? Now, now, have you ever shadowed? Um, a mortician or seeing the whole process, you know, you know, gone into that. I know you, you don't have to, you know, to design caskets, but have you ever done that or wanted to? Um, yes. Um, it's not that I've wanted to, you know, and i tell you what, um, about seven years ago, you couldn't have got me into a hospital girl. I was so afraid of, of death <laughs> and, you know, the thought of it. And then it was just like, you know, it was, 
it was an awakening for me. And now it's like, yeah, okay, let's go. I go to the hospitals. I pray with the families. I pray with their children, you know, especially because we meet a lot of families with, with cancer, just like, um, you know, Rowan, Jaylene, Julian. Um, I have people that bring their kids to my shop before, and we had one that came in, and it was <clears throat> it was pretty touching to me because um, he knew that he was sick, and, and his mom was like, okay, well, you know, what do you think? He's like, mom, I want one with wheels, and I want it to be Spider-Man. And he's just, you know, he's going because he sees stuff at the shop, but it's like you don't want to think about that. But it happens. And they're just trying to do something special for their baby. And everybody copes with, with loss different. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's the tragic loss that people don't know about, you know, where it was a drive-by or a car accident or things like that where we try to help out. But it's the families that are living with this and have been living with this. You know, those those families know it's coming. So they want to come. They want to design. They want it perfect. They don't want to be in a rush, which actually, when people call us, it's it's almost, it, it doesn't matter if you come before or if you call me the day of and you still get it, you still get the same quality work. It's just something that, you know, if they want to plan, they always make changes. You know, it's like, okay, we want to do this. No, wait, wait, we want to do that. Uh-huh. Um, it, and so, you know, basically what people see now is they, they love my work. They trust my judgment. They give me the ideas and, and I tell them I got this. You know, don't worry about it. And I've never had a family tell me that is not what I wanted. That's not this. They're like, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Um, because I know I, I, I learn everything about them and I go to my special place, which as God put me in here and, and they, they give me all the information and I sit back and it's just like, it comes to me. One of the, one of the coolest caskets that I did was a, a little girl that, that passed away here and she loved to draw. Uh, her family brought me drawings and, and like books and books of drawings. And I flipped through and I looked at this drawing. I was like, this is it. And they said, that was her most favorite one. Can you put that on the casket? And I'm thinking, yeah, we can duplicate that on the computer and, you know, um, I'll I'll have it delivered tomorrow afternoon. They left and I was looking at that paper and my gift came in, you know, my gift. Um, And I told my assistant, you go get me drawing pencils, go get me everything that you would need for this right now at, you know, at the Hobby Lobby store. She brought it back. It took me 10 minutes. And that girl drew through me onto her casket. It was, you could not tell the difference from what she drew and what I drew on that casket. And we clear coated over the top of it. And it looked, I mean, like it was actually her. So, you know, when I say I have a gift, I have a gift. And it's it's something that's amazing that, that can't be described, but it's something that's very beautiful. Well, you know, we're running out of time, and I, I do have a question to ask before we talk about Sutherland Springs. I wanted to get to that. Okay. But um, I have a question. Um, do typical caskets leak? You know, because I've read about cases where, you know, they'll have to exhume a body years later, and yep. um, and yep. sometimes there's a vacuum seal in there so that the body is, like, almost pristine, you know? <laughs> Um, so what's the deal with that? I mean, um, okay. So there's, there's, there's different styles of caskets. There's different gauges. Um, and one of the biggest companies said that they have a sealer casket. Okay. Um, the body was exhumed and it had water in it oh. and it was they, they, okay. Um, all of our caskets are gasketed. Okay. So, they're not called sealers because after years and years and years of stuff and, you know, depending on where you're at, if it just has a little bit of seepage and it's been down there for 10, 15 years, it could fill up. Um, but our caskets have extra thick gaskets on ours. Okay. So you're not allowed to call them sealers anymore. You say gasketed to try to keep all the elements out. Um, okay. I wonder. Do ours leak? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do ours leak? Um, as far as I know, no. But can they? Yes. Everything is possible. It's just like your, you know, your sunroof in your new car. Did you buy it? What's well, got a small leak? Okay. Well, 
Yeah. Same thing with a, with a casket, except now when you do a casket, that's why typically they're putting them into a concrete liner or a vault to give you that double protection. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times what you see is, is and, and the good caskets that you'll see um, will pop up. Like in Louisiana, you see them floating. Okay, why? Because they are full of air. Um, and so, you know, what we do now yeah. is there's wow. a actual a memory tube uh, that goes into one side of the casket that has a name and everything in it. So you don't have to actually open the casket to know where it went. There's a little glass tube that you can unscrew with a gasket on it. And it'll have a name, address, you know, whatever uh, that you want to put on that in there. So if for some reason that casket pops up or is floating around, that's why. But there are 20-gauge non-gasketed caskets. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't say they're 100%. (laughs) <laughs> this is casket 101. This is casket 101 here. We're learning everything. Well, there, there is not one casket that I have not tore apart. So when people say, well, you know, how do you know about this? How do you know? I have every casket that's probably been made through my shop, um, whether somebody brought it by to drop it off for me to paint. I tear them apart. I look at them. I have my own casket brand now. It uh, comes with my signature on it. I went to probably seven different factories and, you know, as a fabricator building custom cars, I'm looking at it going, wow, I could spend like $10 more and have like the best casket there ever was because I just added these little tweaks. So the caskets that we have now are, are a specialty casket. I tell everybody I'm kind of the Louis Vuitton of the casket industry, but not with the price. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Why is it you don't wow. have your own TV show? I could totally see this as a TV show <laughs> I think where people come in. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, we are filming a little bit. Um, yeah. Anthony Zucker, the Anthony Zucker, the producer and co-founder of CSI, um, I've actually uh-huh. signed a contract with, and we are uh, working with him. Um, we have not sold our show yet, but we are actually doing some filming to try to get it off the ground. And, you know, the one thing that it is, is a lot of people are scared when you say casket. Well, it's not about the casket and he gets it. He saw our little thing on Vice. Yeah. Um, and, and and so we're actually, like we filmed today. I had a man come in this morning and, and I read him, um, and we videoed it and it was amazing. So, yeah, we uh, and um, I can't tell you the name of what he's got uh, for our show, but he is super excited about, you know, getting us yeah. on the air. They are, uh, they're, they're really working on it. I've had a bunch of What's production companies call me. Yeah. What's that? It's got all the elements of a great show. It's mm-hmm. got, you know, it's touching. You've got probably some humor yes. in there. You've got, you know, artistic, interesting, fascinating. You know, you're always on a time crunch. I just think it has all the elements you would need, you know. But it has, 10 it, minutes it has every... Oh. I want to talk okay, about... Okay, well, ask me what you want. I told you I'd talk to your ear off, girl. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. But, uh, but I love that. You're you're a great guest, by Why the way. You? But um, yeah. I want to talk about Sutherland Springs. When you heard about the okay. tragedy, the shooting, Sutherland Springs, Texas, um, yes. you went out there. And and you volunteered your services to the families of the victims. Can you tell us about that experience? Well, um, you know, that morning uh, we were here and we were reached out to a friend of ours that used to live here that lives there now and said that we're going to need your services. This is uh, something very bad happened and these families don't have a lot of money. Um, can you help? And, and immediately it was like, what can I do? It wasn't, okay, well, how many? It was, what can I do? And, you know, I step out on faith all the time because I know that's what I'm led to do and that's what God would want me to do. Um, so what we did was, you know, I, I had, uh, talked to a couple of families, uh, told them that I was going to, you know, be heading that way, anything that we could do for them. Monday morning, I, I, I did a uh, Facebook post and just letting them know that, look, we're going to take care of anybody who needs anything from there free of charge. And and I just got in the truck and I drove. And oh, by the time that I got there, wonderful. I had families. 
you know, that wanted to meet with me. Uh, some of the funeral homes were a little bit of uh, standoffish. I went to the headquarters with the FBI, walked in there, gave the funeral homes that were there my information, said, look, my service is not costing these families a penny. I'm here because I want to do something special. This is what we're about. We are here to help. And, and this is one of the most, you know, traumatic things that we've ever come across because so many people right here in our backyard. And, um, and it just started from there. I stayed there three days. I met with family after family, went to the hospital with families, with families in the hospital. Um, and then came back and we created, yeah, we, we created, you know, a bunch of caskets for these families. And, you know, for me to meet with them, um, to learn about them, to see them, to hug them, to love on them, to come back, to create these. And then when we went back and delivered all of these, we made three different trips. At the last day, after, when I dropped off the, the Holcomb and Hill family, there was nine, ten caskets, I kept, uh, nine or ten, um, for one family, and I was wow. finished. And I actually was driving back through, and they had the church open. Um, and it was with heavy heart, but I walked in there and, oh, oh my gosh, it, it was so hard to me to see no. the chairs with the names yeah. of the caskets that I put the names on and, and to hear the stories about these loved ones. Mm. I, I can't even explain to you the feelings that went through me or going through me right now. Um, yeah. and, and it was, it, people stopping just to thank me and, and, and stuff. And that's not what it's about. It's about, you know, remembering those, telling their story, you know, um, and, right. and that was, right. you know, I, I tell people that I am blessed to bless. It's not a satisfaction for me. It's not a gratification. It's something that I can't explain. I've been on TV. I've built custom cars at one first place. But when you take something to a family that really, really means something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life, there's nothing in the world that could compare to God working through me to give them that. Would you say that's the theme of your life, blessed to bless? Blessed to bless. You had to choose. Letting souls shine. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's awesome. Okay, now uh I I think that's awesome. And is that the only I mean, have you gone to other uh tragedies too? Have you I mean, is Sutherland Springs the first one or have you have you gone to reached out to others too? We did because we seem we, like we did so the uh Yeah, we we've done the uh, police officers that were killed in Baton Rouge in Louisiana. That was pretty amazing yeah. to build their caskets, take them there. I'm former law enforcement, so that hit home to me uh, to know that they're out there yeah. trying to protect and serve and, and, and all of that. And so when we had full police escort, and, and it was the first time in history that this has ever been done. We were on the Rod Ryan show. We left here. We had police escort from Edna, Texas, all the way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we had and empty caskets for fallen officers. <laughs> Uh, it was That's highway patrols. Yeah. They were broadcasting on the radio. There were people on the side of the road uh, waving flags. And it was just, it was very surreal to me to, okay, look, I mean, this is something that really matters. There were people that got out and kneeled down and put their hat over their chest when we drove by because we were taking empty caskets to these officers. It, it, there wasn't anybody in it, but it was just the respect, the love that the communities showed all the way from Texas to Louisiana. Um, six hours of just intense for me to just, wow. You know, I mean, this is something I think people should do for everybody. It's not like I'm doing this for the media or the gratification. It's something that I think that Americans need to do right. from now on and just, you know, it, it, and, and I finally figured it out. It's not about you. It's about what you can do for others. And that's the way I live my mm-hmm. life. You have such a fascinating job. I mean, this is amazing. I, I have another question and maybe we only have like five minutes, but maybe, you know, room for one more. But 
what does your casket, what do you want your casket to look like? We're going back to that first question that we talked about that, that set this off. Okay, so, and, and, and you know what, you know, that's not for me to decide. It's for my son and my family to decide what they remember me okay. by, because that's typically what happens. Now I know I want to do a viewing and I want everybody to celebrate and have a party I want to, uh -huh. uh, and you know, you can make your ashes into a diamond, correct? Yes, yes or a ruby so, or an emerald, I, th yeah. I understand. So I, I want my ashes to diamonds for my girls. The rest I want to be put into the ocean so they can go to any beach because the ocean all connects and watch the sunset and see, and just have a, you know, a relaxing, you know, a drink with me, whatever it may be, because dad's out here. Instead of, I don't want somebody to sad and go sit at a cemetery plot or a headstone and just sit there. I would rather them go be somewhere enjoyable um, and having just a, a, a great time, you know, remembering the crazy things that their dad did or, you know, the things that they remember me by. And, and you know, that's something I was like, okay, well, what am I going to put? Well, I don't know. I mean, what, what do people remember me by? You know, is it the cars that I built? Is it the motorcycles I built? Is it the taxidermy? Is it the, you know, the loving things from others? But, you know, the one thing that sticks in my mind was when I came to this little church over here in Edna, um, Ike Peterson was uh, there at the church, and he walked up to me, and he's a deacon in the church, and, and we were talking. He's like, you know, what really matters is what you're remembered by when you're gone. He says, what are you going to be remembered by? Is it, you know, your tattoos? or your fast cars, or, you know, and it wasn't ugly. It was just something, and, and it really right. stuck with me. And, and, you know, what sticks with me now is, you know, I want to be remembered as somebody who cared about others. And I'm hoping that's what's, you know, come into play with what we have and, and why we do what we do. It's not about, you know, decorating a casket. It's about telling somebody's story and, and you know, helping their families. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my story. Well, you know, we're really not that far apart telling someone's story, you know, um, I'm a writer and you're telling, and you're an artist telling someone's story through your art, you know, because these caskets yes. are uh, works of art from what I've seen. Anyone who goes to your website to see them will, will understand that immediately. These are not your ordinary average caskets, you know, not that that's a bad thing. Nope. Some people just want that that type of, of casket but for those who do they can go and visit your facebook page or your website or contact you and um what would an average casket cost i just wanted to ask that put that out there not, um, not that yours are average, average. <laughs> no 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 but i know what you're saying you know like like average cost of ours are going to be between three and four thousand dollars and that's custom painted you know a couple of colors and things like that and you know, depending uh -huh. on if they want, uh, but that's your average casket. You know, it's not something that's, you know, it's very compatible to the funeral home industry. And, and what we have or, you know, what you would go to the funeral home and get is going to be about the same money for the quality. You know, you can get cheaper yeah. caskets, but there you go. No gaskets, 20 gauge instead of 18. Oh. Uh, we do solid bronze. We do solid copper. We do stainless steel. You know, whatever people think that they need or would want. We have, and, and we get it done, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. And we work with all funeral homes. And, and another, thing, another thing is that every funeral home in the United States has to take our casket. Oh, I did not know. Oh. Wow. That's yes. great. Um, they have to, by, by FTC law, well, which is the Federal okay. Trade Commission, um, that, that, is, that is law. So our caskets, if... If a family says, hey, I want, I want this casket, I don't want yours, most of them say, well, we really don't do that. Well, I don't care if you really don't do that. You have to do that because, you know, they try to sell their package deals and things like that. And I'm not knocking the funeral industry, but we are the only people in the world that actually do what we do full time. And um, it's, it's amazing. Okay, we are running out of time, and I just wanted to thank you, Trey. We, I think we could go on. We could do a two-part show another time. <laughs> I could just I, – I don't well, even have to ask time, girl. But, oh. <laughs> but thank you for being on the show. You've been such a delight. 
really enjoyed just chatting with you. And like I said, this is only the tip of the iceberg. So please, uh, anyone who's interested, you know how to get in touch with Trey, Trey Ganim Designs. Um, thank you so much. And um, yeah, and have a great have evening, you. you guys. Thank you too, Danelle. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm gonna say goodbye. Thanks so much. <laughs>